The following episode of TOEFOP is classified M.A. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, sexual references, a sex scene, prison rape, time travel, and mild coarse language. TOEFOP advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15. Minors must be accompanied by a parent or guardian. This is John Deke speaking. There hasn't been any great advances in prison rape or space travel. <laughs> Hello and welcome to TOEFOP, I'm Charlie Clawson. Uh, my name is Will Anderson. We've had some uh, uh, Facebook contact and Twitter from people um, asking us to deal with things like compression and upload to different sites and stuff. We're looking into all of that. Yep. You've got to understand it took us nine weeks to learn how to turn the microphones on. Plug them in. <laughs> Uh, that somebody did suggest that we get our podcast gurus onto it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The, the, the nerds. Yeah. 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 We. I am the nerd. Yeah. You are speaking to him. Yeah. Charlie is much more qualified than me and he's not that qualified. I just bought myself a pocket protector the other day because I want to look the part. Yeah, did you uh, actually buy yourself a pocket protector? Where would no, you buy no, them? No, no, no. Uh, no, I'm just quoting like every nerd film. Don't yeah. wear pocket protectors. Nerds are has, us. Has anyone ever seen an actual pocket protector in real life? Or is that just a thing that's been made up for a Hollywood 80, 80s nerd films? It's like a hoverboard. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Back to the Future hoverboard. Neither of those things actually exist. What will exist first, the hoverboard or the pocket protector? Uh, are you disappointed there aren't hoverboards yet? I mean, that is one of my... I mean, that is, I know this is the thing that people talk about a lot, about the um, your future and where our hoverboards. Mm. But no, I wasn't even that good at skateboarding, so I don't really want to be... Get, like, <laughs> I'm the same. Like, yeah. a hoverboard would be great if you're a cool guy who could already skate. But yeah. for me, it's just another... Thing an, you can fall off. Exactly. And not impress girls on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, awesome. I love this. I love the future. Here's another way I can end up in a hospital system <laughs> that hasn't evolved in any way. Yeah, that's right. I'm get, now I'm going to get on my hoverboard. And I would be one of those people if I got a hoverboard too, that like, uh, you know, I would want to get around on it, but I'd, I'd like lie down on it. And I'd like, you know, just sit on it yeah, and like that. paddle myself yeah, that, that, that's, around. That's the, that's the loser kid who yeah. is too pussy to learn how to skate. He gets on one knee and pushes yeah. off with the other foot. That's All my sisters could skate. Like yeah. when Back to the Future came out and, you know, everyone started skating, like all my sisters could skate. I couldn't do it. I was, I'm the guy who had to get someone to push me while I was on it. Yeah, I've got a car. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know why I would <laughs> like want a hoverboard. Do you want to tell them what happened? Uh, we recorded a whole podcast and then the computer crashed and it went away. <laughs> no, come on. Tell them what really happened. What do you mean? Well, we were talking about the supernatural. Well, that's true. And you were saying you didn't believe in ghosts. Yeah. And we then were, what happened? We were talking about a horny ghost from... Uh, the Northern Territory. The Northern Territory. Yeah. Because you'd found a newspaper article about Kevin, the horny ghost. Yeah, that's right. Who dragged this woman out of bed and tried to... Well, didn't try anything, but yeah. she assumed yeah. he was going to have sex that, Because her. he touched her wrist. Yeah. And apparently that's how her husband initiated sex, was by <laughs> touching her wrist. So she assumed that this ghost had touched her wrist. That's right. See, that's even there's a flaw even in that, because if he was a horny ghost, wouldn't he just be like, you know, just putting his cock in her like hand? Like I woke up with the uh, feeling of Kevin the horny ghost cock in my hand. Well, you can be horny and, um, you know, and still want to take your time. Like, you know, I believe in foreplay. Really? You can be horny and gently drag someone out of bed. <laughs> I mean, I know that dragging someone out of bed counts as foreplay. Yeah. But, but surely if you're a ghost, you don't have to wear clothes, do you? Or if you died in clothes, are they the clothes that you were like cursed to wear for the rest of your life? Do you have, also have ghost clothes? 
I don't think so. Well, it depends. How does that work? It depends if uh, you appear in corporal form because a lot of times these hauntings, yeah. the phenomena is like by an unseen force. So right. you could have How died. does an unseen force be horny then? Um, well, like you can't have an unseen, like you can't have a horny wind or a horny gust. Or a horny, like, you know, shutter, you know, rattle. Well, I would suggest if I was, like, out flying a kite mm. and the wind got very strong mm. and pushed me onto my stomach yeah. and then the wind got very concentrated yeah. and entered my anus from behind <laughs> yeah. and went in and out, in and out, and then yeah. the wind sort of dissipated and then I just heard the, <sighs> the cigarette. <laughs> yeah. I would then say, yeah, the wind is horny. Yeah, but I don't think the wind would do that. Like, I don't think that's I don't think that's a thing that like I've never watched the weather and it said make sure you stay in tomorrow because some horn the wind the wind coming from the west is particularly horny and might rape you. That's right. Over Perth, we have yeah. a low pressure system yeah. moving to the north, mm. and down south in Fremantle, we have got a horny yeah. weather system yeah. that is some likely to pin you to cops. the ground. <laughs> I don't think winds and ghosts aren't the same thing. Just because they're invisible doesn't make them the same. No, but say, well, just, but that's what I mean. If the ghost is appearing as a human. So just imagine you're not like a, you're not like a man in a sheet and you're not like a, I don't know, a ghost. You're like. A transparent man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, you're kind of that ghost. So like it, Kevin is just like a ghost that's in clothes. Yeah. So say you're a ghost. Yeah. Say I'm a ghost. I die now, right? Yeah. Do I come back only in the clothes that I'm wearing right now? Yeah. And so are those clothes now dead too? Yes. So like when I walk through a wall, like the clothes would go through the wall. So yes. they're not like real clothes. Well, they're, they're now operating on the like spirit level. Yeah, they're ghost yeah. clothes. Ghost clothes. <laughs> but I'm can you sensing have ghost another clothes? Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Adam Sandler discovers where all those uh, socks go when you do your washing in. Ghost clothes. <laughs> Starring Christopher Lloyd as a laundromat operator. <laughs> yeah, and, and like, and Adam Sandler like discovers his laundromat and discovers these ghost clothes. Yeah. And what he realizes is that when he puts the clothes on, he can then have the power of a ghost. ghost. That's right. Yeah, totally. And what's the first thing he does? Uh, goes to a women's locker room and looks at new girls changing. <laughs> <laughs> and, who, and who's the love interest? Uh, love interest is Rachel McAdams. Yeah, Rachel McAdams plays like the kind of um, she's the lovable, lovably clumsy, uptight uh, yeah. leader of a fraternity at one of the universities. Ah, uh, I was I see. I would have thought she like Rachel McAdams might have been yeah playing a bit against type. You know, kind of like you know a touch of like they've made her some sort of quirky nerdy girl. Okay, that like you oh, know, she's, but wait, she's clearly, wearing glasses. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. At some stage, she's going to take them off and shake out her hair and be the most beautiful girl in all the school. Yeah, that's right. When Adam Sandler. The, the reveals that he is actually the ghost that has helped whatever that's you know, helped st- help save uh, her uncle's yeah. playground. Yeah, because like because the thing about being a ghost, like say if you're horny Kev, the ghost. Yeah, um, like you could just walk around with no clothes on, right? Um, yeah, yeah, but you're invisible yeah. most of the time anyway. So well, exactly. But I mean, that's the point. Like, yeah. so you don't have to be wearing clothes. So but you're not going to grab some girl by a hand, like if you're going if you're attacking her in a Darwin house. When her family's there. Like, if you're horny, Kev the ghost. You don't need to secure her or... You can just teabag her while she's asleep. Yeah, right. Like, if you're a ghost. Like, if you're an evil, horny but ghost. But he might have been dragging her to, like, a more comfortable part of the room or something. And they, and this is the thing. She... The, the woman in question said that she was being raped. Yeah. But, like, apart from... All she felt was a hand on her wrist dragging her off the bed. Yeah. And, I mean, th- th- there was no actual penetration. Like, no. let's not... Like, let's not... Uh, let's not convict Kev. Yeah. 
before the evidence is That's right. like innocent until proven yeah. spooky. Yeah, is it right that we've even named Horny Kev the Ghost? Shouldn't Horny yeah, Kev right. the Ghost name be suppressed? That's right. Until he has like you know the right to a fair trial, like everybody else. We're going to get censored by the uh, supernatural. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, oh, I bet he'll be at parties and he'll be like, uh, "My name's Kev. You're not Horny Kev, are you? The ghost rapist." <laughs> I put my hand on her wrist, dude. It's hard to clear your name when you're a ghost because the only way you can tell people is through a Ouija board. <laughs> it's like, if it actually goes to trial, there's going to be three stone teenagers sitting in a witness box with a Ouija board saying, where were you on the night of the 5th, Kev? He was. <laughs> we had Steve Waugh on the radio and... Um, he left the rest of his tea, like hadn't drunk the rest of his tea, and when he left the studio, I drank the rest of and his I, tea. I've heard you tell that story, but that sickens me. Why? <laughs> it's because you know we're talking the last podcast about milk and yeah. how like a bit I get a bit freaked out. There's milk and tea, and I just think bacteria. Right. You know what I mean? It's just weird. If there was no milk in it, if it was citrus tea or something like that, I'd be like, oh yeah, it's water. <laughs> but something about sharing milk, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I'm hey Charlie, would you like to drink your hero's tea? Does it have milk? <laughs> see a doco on um, uh, Morgan Freeman's doing this thing on Foxtel which mm. is all about time travel uh, not time travel it's about the universe but right. they did an episode about is time travel possible mm. and they were saying uh, scientifically travelling forward in time is possible because if you were able to build a ship that can travel at the speed of light and you travel away from the earth at the speed of light essentially what is passes as a year for you you'd come back in 10 years has passed on earth so if you move if you pull it's about gravity if you, the further you get away from the gravitational pull you come back, time passes. But whether or not you can actually reverse time is um, that they said can, there is a, a minor chance you could do it, but it would only be to like such a minimal time. Right. Like there, there's some. Sort but you've of, not really gone anywhere. It's not. It's it got no practical purpose if you just like fucked off into space in a ship. What do you mean? And then you come back and it's ten years later. Well, you can land anywhere. Where though? What's going on? There's nothing to do up there. So it's fucking pointless. No, you no, well by the just, time you come you back... You might as well just fucking hide in your house for 10 years and then come out and go, oh, everything changed. But you've only... Uh, no, but you've oh, only, but you've only been away a year. One year. Yeah. Right, I see. <laughs> that would be the, otherwise... The, that wasn't time travel, I just explained to you, Will. That was just going away for 10 years. <laughs> well, I thought that was kind of what it was. And then no. you're back and like everyone's just 10 years older. But you've only got a year older. You're travelling at the speed of light. Yeah. 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 So, okay. so you've only right. aged a year. Okay. Yeah. So that's, well, that's not too bad. Yeah. So if you belted away like for a year at the speed of light, and then well, and a year and, back, and so the, yeah, I guess, so, and it's yeah. like twenty, let's say twenty years has passed. That's pretty cool because yeah. you'd be able to see how. Well, where can we get one of these ships? Well, you got to build a, a, a something that can travel at the speed of light right. for a, an enormous amount of distance. Yeah. Okay. So they need a lot of petrol. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you're probably going to need yeah. probably need a Millennium Falcon or right. something like that. Okay. You got one? No, I don't. But. I thought hard rubbish yeah. around Vaucluse. <laughs> like we to find like an interspace, interstellar engine or something like that. You reckon we could uh, fix up this Millennium Falcon that's thrown out? <laughs> you know, like people invent right. rules for universes, like, you know, rules for uh, Lord of the Rings or whatever. Like, this is the way the world... That's what I'm like with tax, is I will right. invent things like... No, so we've just bought a car. Yeah. And so like, you're like, oh, no, vampires can walk out in the sun. They just shine like diamonds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we just bought a car and I'm like, okay, well, we'll just, uh, we can make this uh, a business expanse and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just using terms that I have heard other people use. I don't actually know if it is possible to claim this car as like a, a car for the business and all that kind of stuff. And I literally, like, I, I will go into meetings with my accountant and talk to him and I can just see him looking at me going, what the, what the fuck are you saying? You are saying the right phrases, yeah. but in the completely wrong context. Like, 
What? And it's because I have no understanding. You're essentially uh, like uh, the lawyer in the castle. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like the jizz. The vibe. It's the vibe. It's the, it's the Yeah, totally. I don't, I mean, I, I do all the right like things. You're like double but, jeopardy. But I, you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's illegal to... I object, Your Honor. <laughs> what are you talking about? We're not in a court. I'm an accountant. <laughs> right? So, yeah, some plot, some action, and a bit of romance for the ladies. And, um... All oh, right, so he, like, buys her, like, dinner and shit. <laughs> yeah. So, like, gets her a Palmer and a Maduri. Something romantic. <laughs> a Palmer and a Maduri. Yeah. In the bistro. In the good part of the bistro. <laughs> the good part of the bistro. Yeah. Right near the salad bar. No, away from the pokies. All oh, right. <laughs> In the Qantas Lounge. What airport? A Melbourne airport. And uh, they have... If you know, I don't know, and like I'm, I'm not like a big like you know, oh the you know the airline lounge, but I just fly a lot for work. Yeah. So the more you fly, they just keep upgrading you to these you know different lounges. And so at Melbourne now they have um, layers of lounge. Yeah, right. So they have the like the Qantas lounge, and then there's like an executive lounge. Right. So it's just mostly businessmen who fly for work, yeah. and me because I also fly for work but wear tracksuit pants. Do they just stare down at you all the you time? You don't belong here. All the oh my god, you know what happened this week when I was coming back from Melbourne from the final I oh no this is so bad they have the little breakfast toaster right Mm -hmm. so it's I'd had a really big night on Sunday night and I was really hungover I needed some food and they've got that little breakfast toaster and uh, it goes it's the rotisserie thing the rotisserie one bread on and yeah yeah. very boarding school sort of like you know environment or school camp or whatever so I put so you can cook a lot of bits of toast at once yeah basically right and uh, I was looking at that and I thought I just don't know if toast is enough what I really want is like a toasted cheese and tomato sandwich that's what I'd really like I wonder if I could get that here oh no there's nowhere I can do that and then suddenly I've noticed that over on the like the condiments tray they have cheese and I thought well, you know what I could do? I could just put some cheese on top of the bread and then put it through the griller thing and the cheese will melt on top of the bread. Oh my God, Will Anderson, you are a genius. <laughs> this is brilliant. The minute it has gone in, everything has started to go wrong. So not even halfway through, but the minute it's gone in. Because what's happened is the angle that you have to put the toast and the cheese in, you can't quite lay it flat. Uh, yeah. So as it's gone down onto the little conveyor... It's slid off? Yeah, the little bit of cheese has slid off the front. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, this is not good. Because it's already a griller thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it starts to melt. Uh. And as it starts to melt, it leaks through to the bottom where the fire is. Which means, guess what? Turns out if you melt cheese and then drop it in a fire, <laughs> everything catches on fire. <laughs> Including your so you, toast, right? You thought with all the oil in that, it might be flammable? Well, in retrospect, <laughs> like looking back on it, I see the error of my wife. <laughs> looking back on it, I realise that sometimes genius is not genius. <laughs> There's a reason that nobody else has done that before, because it's a really bad idea. So halfway through, it's really starting to burn. It's starting this smoke coming oh out of the God. top of the machine. <laughs> and it's only halfway through. And I thought like, well, there's only like one, you know, mature and, and responsible thing I can do in this situation. So I went over to where my bag was and grabbed my bag and proceeded out of the Qantas lounge with my head down as if I had had nothing to do with her. As I am one metre away from it, I've heard one of the people there going, uh, Janice, uh, something's on fire. I have bolted towards the door, head down. I've got, I've gone to the gate like 45 minutes early and sat by the gate just like in fear that I was... That when you landed back in Sydney, there'd be a newspaper report about the Qantas lounge burning to the ground. Yeah, about me setting everything on fire. So, I've got to my gate. I've been sitting there for about 40-45 minutes they've got us onto the plane I've put my ticket into the thing and it's flashed up red 
And I'm like, oh my God. Like in my head, I'm like, they know. They've stopped my ticket. I'm going to get in trouble. I don't know why I thought that this was such a big deal. Yeah. I'm sure you could actually... In your mind, you had like Tommy Lee Jones hunting yeah. you down. He's like, we will get him. He'll check every outhouse, departure lounge in the area. <laughs> and the thing is, like... You're uh, dying in the bathroom, dying your hair. Yeah. And fucking like... <laughs> Fucking, you imagine he's going to call you on the little runway to get out into the plane, the little, that little yeah. corridor, and you're like standing there. And, and there's no, there's no stairs the, at the end. He's got the gun pointed at you, and you're like, I didn't do it. And he's like, I don't care. And I look briefly over my shoulder, and I see a truck going by that has some soft-looking yeah. luggage on it. <laughs> That's right. The National Duna Convention is on in Melbourne that week, and all their luggage has been brought down. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I honestly thought. And the, you know the, the funniest thing about that is, in retrospect, they'd let you do whatever you want once you're in those executive lounges. Yeah, right. I could have masturbated in the middle of the lounge and they probably would have been like, sir, put it away. Do you reckon someone would have done that? Like, so there'd be someone, if you were like, I don't know, Lindsay Fox or James Packer or something mm. like that, you could fucking say, you're like Bruce Wayne. You're like, Been doing I'm, a gonna, lot. I'm, I'm buying this lounge yeah. and as of now, I'm going to wank and everyone, lock the doors. Yeah. yeah. I everyone want everybody to, to see this. Yeah. <laughs> When I was at Triple M, they sent us a Girls Gone Wild, like, you know, pack of, like, merchandise. And uh, the only thing that I kept was the Girls Gone Wild, like one of those trucker caps, and it just said Girls Gone Wild on the thing. And I liquid papered out the D so that it just said Girls Gone Wild <laughs> and would wear it around the office. Like, I thought that I was really cool. Like, just because I got so bored there all the time. So I just, like, I would tr- honestly wander around and have really sincere conversations with people <laughs> as if I thought this hat was really, really cool. Just to see if people would go, mate, what's with the fucking hat? Where? I, I don't want to go anywhere there's queues. No. Like, I, I didn't go to the Coliseum when I was in Rome because it was a queue. Fair enough. It's, the Coliseum's been there for like 15,000 years and I, I couldn't be bothered waiting in line for an hour. <laughs> Um, you know what yeah it's like whatever I can see most of it from the outside I can watch Gladiator again I'll come back when you do it up <laughs> look at the state of this place yeah I, we didn't go into the Vatican you we didn't like, no why too Catholic again no no I, no, I was gonna like I, that was a bit I was gonna enjoy but the line was massive what do you mean you enjoy that it was Catholic well because it's like a, like it's like going to Disneyland or something for Catholics yeah well it's just this world that celebrates all these like fictional icons yeah that's true much like Disney. there's no there's no there's no Catholic themed rides there's no like you know oh, right, ride the ex- oh the experience where your head gets cut off yeah like the Titanic ride they, yeah. well they could do that though. they could have like the Noah's Ark ride you know, or you can have like well, the. You know what? I'm sure there is. I'm sure yeah. somewhere in the Bible Belt there's some religious themed Jesus theme Land or something. There would have to be a Jesus Land, wouldn't there? What? Well, if there isn't, we should start. I was just, I don't know. That's what I saw. Because, like, you know. This is a Christianity. I just saw dollar signs. We could make a fortune. <laughs> yeah. Jesus because, Land. Yeah, because people be, would fucking love that. They would fucking love it. Because, you know, why? <laughs> is that, like, you know, they part, yeah, a movie where they got the Jaws thing and the water parts. You could do, like, the Moses and the parting of the yeah, Red totally. Sea. You could like, get, like, out of work actors to yeah. play, like, you know, characters from the Bible. Totally. You know, lepers and all the good shit. Walking on water. You could have some walking on water business. And, That'd be awesome. Yeah, you know, the loaves and fishes restaurants. And, yes, yeah, totally. That'd be brilliant, man. Body of Christ, blood of Christ. Yeah, there's a desert you can go at. Juice of Christ for the kids. You can go to a desert if you don't want to be like tempted by food for yeah. 40 days and 40 nights. Yeah. Away from and the catering area. Like the, the juice bar would be called King of the Juice. <laughs> something like that. It'd be brilliant. They should do that in the Vatican. They should just open that up. Yeah, the Vatican needs rides. Yeah. I totally would have lined up if there was rides. What do you mean? Like like roller coaster rides? Yeah, roller coasters and stuff. Like just around Vatican City. You could have a massive roller coaster around the edges. It'd be awesome if the roller coaster went to heaven. <laughs> yeah. I would definitely go 
if there was a roller coaster that went all the way up to heaven and then down through hell and then back. Like, how much would you pay to get on that fucking roller coaster? Oh, You'd man. Just get a glimpse of heaven, then yeah. rush down to hell, then back to our earthly plane. <laughs> I'd love that fucking ride. Yeah, they need that shit. Imagine. Yeah. We should totally try and sell it to the Vatican, see yeah. how far we get. And then, like, you know, like, Mickey Mouse walks around, like, you have the Pope walk around and just, like... Or a guy in a Pope outfit. Yeah, a Pope outfit. Because yeah. just, you just need a guy, like, an old guy in a No, no, hat. you know what it'd be? The mascot would be a burning bush. Yeah. It'd be a guy walking around in, like, a, a bush outfit that's got, like, fake plastic flames coming out of it. Bernie, and his yeah. name would be Bernie. Yeah. Uh, Bernie the Bush. Yeah. <laughs> what a great biblical character, Bernie Bush. Bernie the Bush. <laughs> Oh, who's that? It's Lentz. Why is he being so pesty? Oh, that's pesty Lentz. Uh, Watch out, everybody. They're like yep. a cat and mouse yeah, team. That's right. Pest and Lentz. <laughs> Lentz is the cat. Pest is the mouse. <laughs> Jesus land. I can totally see it. Oh, yeah, man. But the best one of those stories that I ever heard. Will I be able to guess? Yes. Okay. But I, I've, got to, yeah. I've got to keep it like just yeah, I understand. for legal reasons. Yeah. I've got to keep this... Um, at least a little bit vague. Okay. But a, a prominent celebrity... Okay. Um, ...who... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who is is this be... like Guess Who? <laughs> 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 uh, I heard, allegedly, yeah. about a prominent celebrity who used to work in a, a, a tour of male dancers, okay. let's just say, right? So could anyone who worked in the Australian male dance industry, that's who it could be. Okay, yeah. that's pretty general. Okay. Okay, uh, in a troupe of male dancers. And because these male dancers would every night meet, like, you know, women yeah. who would be turned on by them, mm. these guys made a rule that they would not sleep with any of the women. Instead, they had, like, a Seinfeld-esque contest but instead of having a contest where they had to, you know, go as long as they could, you know, being master of their own domain, their contest was more, it had a MacGyver flavor because what they had to do was come up with a more, the most inventive way of masturbating. Right. That, that was like the competition. The MacGyver, <laughs> the MacGyver Association is very tenuous when you say it's about masturbation. Well, okay, I don't no. recall that episode where Richard Dean Anderson's like, oh my God, they've got me locked in this cell. The only way out is I'm going to jack off until I float to the ceiling and let myself out through the window. You mock me now, Charlie Clawson, <laughs> but when you hear this story unfold, I think you will realise that my MacGyver Analogy. reference actually holds pretty true. Okay. Because the winner of this particular competition... yeah. Was due Richard to, Dean Anderson? <laughs> due to legend, due to alleged legend, yeah. uh, what his technique used to be. When he booked into a hotel, he would order a room that didn't have like one big bed. Instead, he would get two beds. You know those hotel yeah, rooms so that like sometimes twi- have twin two beds? Share. They're called twin yeah. share, yeah. Twin share, yeah. right. And uh, he would get those, right? He would always order a room that had those. Mm. As soon as he got into the room, he would push the two beds together, right? Oh. Causing a sort of void or crack. Yeah, there's a slit. Down, down the middle of the a two. A slit, yeah. A slit between the two beds. Yeah, right. Right. So that would be the first thing he would do. Then he would go into the bathroom, right? He would get the plastic bag bin liner out of the tiny bin. Oh. See, this is where it gets a bit in MacGyver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's improvising totally. the stuff that he's got in his hotel yeah. room, right? He would fill up said garbage bag with the like hand lotion and body lotion that they supply in the hotel. So now he's got like a plastic garbage bag. Yeah, it's perfect. It's stuff that you'd find in a hotel. So no yeah. matter where he is in the world, yeah. he can do this thing. Yeah, he doesn't have to bring special stuff Jeez. with him. <laughs> like he doesn't have to prepare anything at home. Yeah, that's right. This is just with stuff that anyone 
It's like on play school where they go, we're going to make you know some stuff today with egg cartons and pipe cleaners, stuff that people just have around the house. Yeah. This this is what this was like. So, um, so then he would get all the lotion, he would put it in the plastic bag. Yeah. Then he would get the towel, like the hand towel, and then soak it in the basin in hot water, yeah. right? And heat up the hand towel. Yeah. Then wring it out and wrap the hand towel... Oh, no, I've missed a bit. No, sorry, this is what so, he would okay, do. Okay, so he's got the garbage bag with the lotion. Yeah. It's in between the beds. Yeah. So Then he would get the toilet roll. Yes, right. Right? Yeah. Then he would lower the bag with the lotion through the middle of ah, the toilet roll. Right. They're right. Making a little receptacle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then he would get this hot towel thing that he'd been, you know, soaking and heating up. He would wrap it around. So it was it would heat the lotion So it would heat the lotion and stuff inside the plastic. But here's the wow. And then but this is his closing move, right? Then he would place this contraption, this <laughs> This pipe cleaner and egg carton vagina vagina. that he had moulded out of stuff he could find in the hotel. He would place it between the two beds, jam them together, and then lay on top of the bed and fuck the bed. Yeah, right. That's amazing. Yeah. I just, I mean, at what stage of the evolution of that, like, does he go, okay, I think the formula's right? Because. You would think that he would, like, there would have been Mark 1, which would have been yeah. just the beds pushed together, yeah. and he would have gone a bit rough. Yeah. bit rough. I need something to smooth it out. And then, like, he's in the bathroom and he's rubbing his hands on lotion. Yeah. He's like, wait a minute. Yeah, this lotion's good. So he tries putting the lotion between yeah. the mattresses, but oh, it's it still... Gets, it stains all the sheets. Too much not, friction. I yeah, need, that's not working. I need something smooth that is yeah. almost frictionless. Yeah. And then, you know, he's eating some chips. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, yeah. back. It's like, <laughs> and he's like, it's a bit cold, yeah. you know? It's a bit hard when I'm doing these shows and kind of like... The coldest sort of mm. countries. I need something to heat it up. And then it's like, he's having a shower. Mm. He's, he's whipping his friend after yeah. the dance trick there <laughs> backstage and he's winding at the towels. He's like, wait a minute. If I could just coil this around. And then why does he stop there? Surely he could have gone even... He could have gone further. He could have like... Uh, he could like have done what? like a, a pubic wig right. for, the, uh, <laughs> for the mattress. Just for some visual stimulation. <laughs> yeah, but see, that's stuff that he would have to bring himself. Like, no, I'm saying, like, that, that's the idea he has. So then he starts mm. looking around. Right. So what could you find in a hotel room? Steel wool. He yeah. finds steel wool. Right. And <laughs> where, starts, where are you finding steel wool in your hotel, have room? hotel room? Steel wool? Under a sink? They have sinks in hotel rooms. Wouldn't, wouldn't they? What about this? Well, service department, they definitely oh, It is service room. department. Yeah, sure. But okay, no, so no, it's, no it's only something he saves for <laughs> service department. <laughs> He doesn't use visual stimulation oh. unless he stays at a service department. Yeah, but I, I see what you're saying about the visual, but I'm not sure steel wool would add anything to the pleasure. <laughs> you well, know, you want to fuck a robot, maybe. <laughs> Will was going to tell us about the Helpman Awards, which yeah. you won. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. It, it was a bit weird because the Helpman Awards, I didn't really know much about them, to be honest, but it's a, it's a really big deal. It's the night of nights for the performing arts community, the live performing arts community. It's it's they say it's our Tonys, but it's not. I mean, that's not really what it is. It, it judges a lot of like. So in this room, you've got like musical theatre, you've got proper theatre, yeah. you've got ballet, opera, anything that's on the stage with the yeah. audience, and comedy, obviously stand up no, comedy. No, no sex shows. No, that category was eliminated. <laughs> now and now the live sex show uh, nominees are best performance with an animal. Yeah, Kerry Man Kennelly <laughs> uh, for the nineteen ping pong ball juggling trick. And then a little bit of footage of Kerry <laughs> Man doing that trick up on the giant screen. At one stage, like the sort of giant screen that fell from the roof that was meant to show all the nominees just got stuck oh, really? up in the roof. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Well, that's great, though. I mean, it is a theatre awards. That kind of yeah. shit happens all the time. I'm glad yeah. that, you know. <laughs> 
We just see like two guys with headsets run out. Just two a couple, sta- stage managers, a like a couple of guys me. with giant hooks trying to pull it down. <laughs> it actually was. A, it was actually just a bit. Yeah. The guys were nominated for best distracting comedic performance. Well, so you know, look, the, the, certainly the stand-up comedy bit of it, it. You're not. Everything else is a big cast. Everything else is a big deal. Like Jersey Boys, yeah, won the like the best musical or whatever. You know, the main award is of the night. So you know, my mate Scotty Johnson. Yeah, I saw Scotty. Oh, yeah, I saw Scotty. We yeah. were sitting like two over from each other, and I kept giving him the whole, "Hey, we know each other. We've met before." And yeah. he kept giving me this like blank stare. <laughs> Scotty, <laughs> Scotty. Uh, uh, last time I spoke to Scotty, he's a big Swan supporter. Like, yeah mad for a guy who grew up in um, New South Wales he's so mad about his AFL yeah. he uh, I knew him we used to hang out quite a bit in 2005 when the Swans won their drought breaking premiership yeah. and then uh, obviously the Swans I, I performed at their breakfast that year yeah right right. I was their guest of honour oh, really? at the game wow. I hugged John Mangos <laughs> I didn't know him when they won we hugged he was like let go of me yeah. let go of me clown <laughs> sad clown uh, yeah so he's a big Swan supporter following year um, Swans had a heartbreaking loss so yeah. after last year's grand final Scott actually performed as part of the halftime entertainment at last year's grand finals, part of the cast of the Jersey Shore. Uh, Jersey Shore. <laughs> the Jersey Shore. The, Jersey. the musical The Jersey Shore. Now, that's what I would like to see. The Australian cast production of The Jersey Shore. They were doing, like, uh, numbers as Schnooky and the situation. Who would, who would play Schnooky? Um, Michaela Barnas. Michaela Barnas. Michaela Barnas was there. She won an award for Avenue Q. Yeah, right. This shit, I, I can never hear her name without thinking this shit is Barnas. B-A-N-A-S. <laughs> We had this awkward moment, though, because I ended up taking, as my date, my uh, manager, Dionne, came. And they sat us in the theatre at the Opera House. And it's everyone's, like, really dressed up. And it's a really big deal. And, like, two rows in front of us, Kate Blanchett was there. Wow. Yeah. A like, real theatre person. Totally. Like, a proper person, though. Like, a proper Hollywood star yeah. person, Kate Blanchett. And she's got this cute little, like, short-haired, blonde haircut. And yeah, so it's all cute. up the back. Little and so haircut. Yeah. And I was, like, two seat, like two rows behind her. So just I was... Lean forward. And it was smell. essentially like I was smelling the back of her neck like I could just lean in and nuzzle the back of her neck at any stage I love you I love you <laughs> what was that <laughs> leave leave the hobbit <laughs> and join me her husband Andrew Andrew oh. he's a hobbit Andrew Upton he's, an, he's, a, he's a hobbit he looks like a mad professor at all what, stages is he he's a bit hobbity is she taller than him oh, I would say so definitely right yeah he's definitely a bit hobbity and he's a bit mad professor he's always got like that hair that just looks like he's you know he's, been, just, he's just cracked time travel yeah don't <laughs> Is there any chance that that you have just uncovered the mystery of how that relationship happens? Because <laughs> she is way out of his leg. Like, yeah. way and out of his And some would leg. say she's ahead of her time as an actress. So maybe he went yeah. into the future and brought back this, like, uber actress from the future and said... No, it wouldn't have been an uber actress. He would yeah. have gone into the future yeah. and found a struggling actress yeah. and said, Hey, look, I will, I'm a time traveller. If you marry me, I'll word you up and I, I will take you to acting classes in my time machine for as long as it takes you to be the best actress in the world. Yeah. Then you come back oh, to my Groundhog time. Day style. Yeah. <laughs> then you come back to my time, 2000 and oh, when yeah. they get married, nine, yeah. like, whatever. Year 2000. So, yeah, Year whatever, 2000. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll become the greatest actress of all time, but yeah. you have to stay with me. Yeah. And if you leave me, Kate, I'm blowing the lid right yeah. up this thing. I'm the only one who has the time machine. I can take you back there at any stage. You want to go back to waiting tables at Zork's <laughs> laser cafeteria? Quite often when Kate Blanchett is making a, like an Oscar award winning speech and that sort of thing, you can tell by the way she blinks in Morse code, she's like, help me. <laughs> Save me. No, it shouldn't be help me. It should be. F- I mean, if you were. 
were an actress from the future, mm. wouldn't you prefer to be in a time where you are like widely acknowledged as, you know, the greatest of your generation, the new Meryl Streep? Okay, so uh, someone... If, if someone came to you... Someone yeah. comes to you right now, Yeah. right? You're, you're an actor? Yeah, an ugly, an ugly female time-travelling... Oh, you know, guy, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Now, well, let's say that's a woman. So, like, some ugly... What does she look like? Like, what? give me an actress. Like, uh, the, the mum from Throw Mama from the Train? No, 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 she's not that bad. She's <laughs> Kathy Bates. Okay. Kathy Bates. Yeah. <laughs> Kathy Bates is all right. standards are low, man. Okay. Love her in misery, but I wouldn't say she's like a pinup model. No, but I think the equivalent of, like, uh, Kate Blanchett to Andrew Upton okay. is you to <laughs> Kathy Bates. <laughs> I think that's... <laughs> It's like one of those, you know, when you apply for like uh, ASIO or whatever, you go do like a logic test, and it's like Kate Blanchett and yeah. Andrew Upton are to Charlie, R2. R2. Yeah. R2. Charlie, well, Charlie the, Clawson and question mark. Yeah. They, but they're the equivalent of Hugh Jackman and, and Deborah Lee. Yeah. Okay. Like right. if they were swapped okay. the other way around. Okay. But, for the, but, so, but I'll be Hugh Jackman in this scenario. Yeah. And so. Yeah, Kathy Bates, Bates has come back. Yeah, and she said through time, and she said, "Like, I look, I know you're not working a lot at the moment. Like, I mean, I know you've been you're producing stuff and your little dinky podcast, but it's never going to pay any bills. Uh, you know, I, I in the future, um, where I'm from. No, you're from the past. She's from the past. Yeah, no, we said Kate Blanchett was taken from the future and brought to the past. Yeah, or yeah. you can be taken from any time. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Okay, they're going to take you to the past. Okay. This is the point. Yeah." Whenever the whenever Kathy Kathy Bates is she's a time traveler. Yeah, she's not of any time. Oh right, okay. So she. Oh no, I thought you she know, came like from Doctor the past. Who. Okay, sure. Yeah, she's All a time right. traveler. Okay, she has a time travel machine. Sure. Does she have that that uh, scarf like uh, <laughs> in the hat? Like what's his Baker? Tom Baker. Tom Baker. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. But she's like she's of no time. Yeah, okay. you know, because she's time traveler. So she's like she... a, she's like a cosmic being. Yeah. Okay. Kathy Bates is a cosmic time yeah. traveler. Okay, sorry. Okay, so she. But com- that that but that kind of uh, that but we just said Andrew Upton was a, he was a he was like a scientist. Mm. Are we saying we're doing away with that theory now? No, but once Andrew Upton, like Andrew Upton, also is like a citizen outside time. Oh, so, once you so have once a you time machine, time machine yeah. you exist outside time. But you continue to age, don't you? Once you have a time machine, well, because I'm, you are like the center point of time travel, so you can't fight death as a time traveler, can you? Um, oh, that's a good question. That is a good question. Are you immortal? No, because just because you got a time travel machine doesn't make you immortal. But if all right, if you're doing it on a, a, yeah. a sliding line, like yeah. you are still going to age because even though you are moving through time physically, your body is also moving. If your body yeah. body is physically moving through time, it is still decaying at yeah. the same rate. Oh, okay, yeah, you're yeah. right. Okay, so everyone who has a time machine. <laughs> In this scenario, yeah, you still age naturally, yeah. but you have the ability to exist outside time. Okay. You can age naturally in whatever era sure, you yeah. happen to be okay. in at that time. Right. But while you're there, so Kate Blanchett is also aging naturally because she's in this time at yeah. the moment, even yeah. though he's, she's been brought back from the future. Yeah, yeah. As this, like, you know, okay. I did actually think about that like, when I, we were, when she was at the uh, Helpman's. I did look at her and went, if aliens invaded us and we had to nominate our representative, yeah. the person who is the best of all that we are. 2020 summit. Yeah. Kate Blanchett. <laughs> Blanchett. But she is the, she's like the ultimate Australian. Yeah. She speaks awesome. well. She's beautiful. Talented. She's a talented actress. Like she's politically aware. She, she's like married a hobbit and had some kids. <laughs> the little Aussie butler. That's right. You know? And so, okay. So she's been brought back from the future. So Kathy okay. Bates yeah. from wherever she's from. Okay. She has a time machine. Um, She has a washing machine. Okay. That, for some reason, one day when she was fiddling around trying to repair a washing machine, it, she yeah. discovered time travel. It turned into a hot tub washing machine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, like that. it's very much like that yeah. film. 
Okay. That film, Hot Tub Time Machine, was actually loosely based on Kathy Bates' oh, real life that. story. Yeah, yeah. So loosely based. Yeah. So that they didn't have to pay for the rights. Yeah. They kind of changed a few things. Sure. The, the washing machine was a hot tub and <laughs> Kathy Bates was, you know, <laughs> that guy from The Daily Show. Painfully long explanation. Yeah. Anyway... <laughs> So, Kathy Bates comes to here and she says, Charlie Clawson, uh, in the future, it turns out that uh, there was a big revival of your work. Yeah. Um, you know, Blue Heelers. Um, Head Start. Head Start. <laughs> Canal Road. Canal Road. <laughs> big Canal Road pets. <laughs> Under undervalued. Yeah, that's right. It becomes like a f- yeah. it becomes like an undiscovered classic. It's well, like- because actually, really ironically, uh, the porn parody Anal Road uh, had become this like crossover hit. Debbie Does Dallas or Deep Throat Style, and it sparked interest in the original series. In the original series, because yeah, okay, people okay. want to go back and see, you know, what the porn parody was based on. Okay, so it's huge in the future. Yeah. So um, anyway, love your work. Yeah. Uh, what I really want to do though is because you're not working much at the moment is take you like take you to some acting lessons. Really. Yeah. Make you into the great actor, and then take you back to 1980. Okay, and you know, make you the biggest actor in the world. Okay, and what's the catch? You have to have sex with me, Kathy Bates. Whatever I want, and you can never leave me. Can I have sex with other girls as well? No, it's only just you. me. We're gonna have family. We're gonna have kids. But uh, oh, yeah, that's a tough one. The Kat. biggest, biggest actor in Australia. We won an Academy Award. I well, can, what about I the can, biggest actor in the world? I can promise you an Academy Award. You'll win an Oscar, but you do have to have sex with me whenever I want. Okay, what if uh, I don't become a huge success? Like, there's no guarantees. No, I, I can guarantee you, because we'll just keep travelling through time until you're good <laughs> enough that... If I don't have the talent, I don't have the talent. I mean, we've got to have, like, I guess, a, a, a sort of... Let, let, let's do it in short... Oh. Let, let, let's say if I'm not... If I don't win an Oscar in four years, yeah. then the deal's off, you take me back to my time? Yeah. Okay. Four sure. years. Okay, four years. Yep. All right. Otherwise, you have to stay with me. And uh, how often do I have to have sex? Whenever I want, which is heaps. You're like menopausal. Yeah, I know. That's, that's really got me into it. Really? Yeah. Like when we say heaps, like how, much, how many times? <sighs> three times a day. And can I have the lights off? Uh, you can have lights off one out of the three times a day. Two times. One out of the three? Yeah. Two times a day, you've got to have the lights on. And what constitutes sex? Penetration? Penetration. Every time? Um, we, yeah. ever, we ever go down on me? Uh, no. Unless I want to. How about we do that? Okay, so you have to penetrate me in one part of my body, me, Kathy Bates. You have to penetrate me in one part of my body every day. I've got to, I've got to penetrate you with my penis. Yep, mouth, vagina, mouth, or anal, or uh, (laughs) occasionally I'll let you put in my armpit Uh, or my ear. Okay, but I, but okay, but three times a day. At least. Well, until I orgasm. Well, the first me, one. Me, Kathy Bates. The first one doesn't bother me so much. You'll suck my dick basically yeah. once a day. Yeah. I can handle that. Uh, vaginal, anal. I don't know about those health issues. Yeah. Oh, it's only us. We're only together. You I and know, I. I know, I know, but there is a spread of bacteria. Uh, uh, Oscar. With, with the anal sex. Oscar. Academy Award. Can we negotiate that down and Two. say we only... It's not a negotiation. I have a time travel machine. No, let me tell you. Let's, let's just, just be open to this. What Mate, about, it's twice... Guyton, Guyton Grantley is outside the door. I'm very happy to take this deal if you won't... Guyton Grantley doesn't need this deal. Guyton <laughs> Grantley is doing fine. Look, I, look, I'm not saying I'm not interested. I'm oh, just saying, oh. can, can we just negotiate yeah. the, the terms of it? How about we have sex like twice a day, mm-hmm. once oral, yeah. and then one... Hold, one hold, below the belt. choice. Whatever. Yeah. 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 But, but <laughs> mystery hole. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just turn the lights off and charge at you. Uh, now I'll put you on a lazy Susan. I will spin you around in a circle and I will enter erect and see what happens. Um, 
Okay. Uh, yeah, sh- sure. How old are you? Uh, whatever. How old Kathy Bates is? But you, 80. But if you've got a time machine, I don't want you like flipping around and staying alive forever. Like I'll do it because I'm guessing that you're going to be dead in 20 years. I can't stay alive about, forever. I age naturally. Yeah. So you're about 40 pounds. Even though I'm outside time. You're about 40 pounds overweight. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it, Kathy Bates. I'm going to do it. All right. Now, this is me turning to my friend Will and saying, hey, dude. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's probably not going to believe this. Kathy Bates just appeared... <laughs> on a time machine saying she can teach me acting endlessly until I'm really good with her time machine then she's going to take me back to 1980 yeah. and turn me into a huge star and going to win me an Oscar in four years and the only catch is that I have to fuck her yep. I'm totally going to kill her <laughs> as soon as we get to 1980 my career is going fine I'm going to kill her I told her I was going to have anal sex with her and all kinds of shit but as soon as I get my career going and it's 1980 so I'm assuming I just got cast in Indiana Jones yeah but here's uh, the problem dude and this is the problem uh oh Uh, because I'm Kathy Bates and I've travelled through time I've been to the future so I will know if you have killed me or not because I'll be able to look up what happened to me and what happened to you so I'm already prepared for the the eventuality that you might try to kill me but you only have seen one possible past you haven't seen all the possibilities I I don't want to get into the area of like multi-dimensional possibilities here but you're a time traveler you yeah. better get used to the idea of multi yeah. different dimensions parallel universes yeah no you can, there's no way she could know if we are if she comes to me now she can only know the past that has happened because mm. the future has she's talking about taking me back to 1980 how yeah. can she possibly how can she, she has possibly some know? similar technology to the photos in back to the future <laughs> you know like she's got some photo that tends to disappear when it's things are <laughs> it's a photo of me like Having sex with her, just crying, like tears in my face. She's smiling, and I'm like, ah, I got a ball gag in my mouth. Tears running down. She has a sex tape. She has a sex tape of you guys fucking. And every time she watches it, if you're not, like, a little bit of you disappears. disappears. (laughs) The the problem was, she didn't realize for six months because she thought she just had tracking issues on her video player. (laughs) It's like she's a time traveler. Why is she watching VHS? I'm watching DVDs. I'm not even a time traveler. Um, all right. So anyway, the point of this whole extended like rave was that Kate Blanchett is beautiful and yeah. married an ugly guy. Did you do that thing when you're at school where you take a breath and see how many times you can say supercalifragilisticexpialidocious in one breath? No. I'll show you how it's done. It goes like this. All right. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, 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 supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Did you never do that at school? No, that was 13. That was really good. That's pretty good, huh? We used to do that one where you'd hold your tongue and say, I was born on a pirate ship. (laughs) Do you remember that one? That's not really a game. It's just more of a thing. (laughs) Do you know? I was born on a pile of shit. I was born on a pile of shit. But it never sounded like I was born on a pile of shit. I never got about that one. I'm going to try the supercolor of Regalistic. Okay, go. But I think I won't get over it. So take a deep breath. Take a breath in as many times and you've got to count with your fingers. So I'll count for the audience at home. Okay. Okay, go. 
Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, 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 <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I think you were like, that was so, wow. I need to say that I'm a professional <laughs> speaker. I'm a Lions Club award winning <laughs> professional public speaker. I can see who's going to win the Helpman Award next year. <laughs> Charlie and Will with their live stage show, Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. No, the best one was the bikini shop. So it's about a, a couple of guys who take over their uncle's like failing bikini shop in Venice Beach, something right. like that. And all kinds of hijinks. Yeah, all kinds of hijinks ensue where they install like two-way mirrors so they can watch the girls getting changed, blah, blah, blah. But there's some evil kind of bikini shop or chain that is trying to take them over. So it all comes down to this big um, competition on the beach. It's like a triathlon. And the guys get the girls from the bikini shop to compete. But they put them in these special bikinis, which are dissolving bikinis. <laughs> so when they hit the water, they'll disintegrate. And that was the climax of the film, is these girls running down the beach as their bikinis are falling <laughs> Um, you know what my favourite sort of, you know, vaguely sexual masturbatory teen film in that uh, oeuvre <laughs> was, without a doubt. And to this day, I still remember, I saw this with my cousin and I could not wait to, to one day get a copy of this movie by myself. And I don't know until this day I ever have. But like... I, is, it, is it obscure or is it one that most people might know? No, like, I, I, you, I reckon or... you'll know if I give you enough clues. Okay. Let, let's do it like the Herald Sun uh, kind of quiz where I lose points. Oh uh, yeah, okay. As, as we get close. All right. It had a... Okay, I'm gonna right. It had a, a a duo of the time. So start with the hardest ones yeah. in the gaze. Yeah, yeah, okay. So a duo of the time, like a, a sort of a teen <laughs> duo who were famous for the working Felmans. together. No, it. Um, they, these two people worked on a popular TV series together. Oh, zapped. Zap! That is a good guess, though. I hadn't even got to that. That was that's I got that good. Four. I got, I yeah. got a 2,000 points. Yeah, that was excellent. Zap, yeah. yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, I'm, oh, fuck, I am impressed with myself. <laughs> I know. You have a super X-Men power that is not applicable to any financial situation <laughs> in your life. But bravo. Pat's on your back. Wow. You know what you have? You have... All the skills that have been replaced by the internet. <laughs> like, before the internet, you would have been a really handy guy to know. Because, like, you would have been out at a pub and you would have been like... Who was blah, 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 and blah, 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 and who did they play, and what's him to call it? And you'd be like, I don't know. This is really driving me crazy. You know who we should call? Charlie. We'll call Charlie. He'll know. People used to do that yeah. to me. Like 10 years ago, I would yeah. be the guy who would get a text message or, or, or a phone call from someone saying like, oh, yeah. what are the name of the guys in the goodies? And yeah. I can tell them, you're right. Yeah. I was the human internet. Yeah. You have been replaced. Steve Jobs owes you a living. Because you have been replaced. shit. Any bit of trivial information you want to know, that was me. Yeah. Wow. I feel like I've just had a light bulb moment. <laughs> it's like unbreakable. 
It's like Unbreakable when he realizes that like he's yeah. a superhero and he yeah. just goes out and stands yeah. in the middle of Grand Central Station and just feels like it's like oh my god it's yeah. this this memory of, of a superhero I've buried it yeah. somehow but I am yeah you are the internet I'm the human internet you're the human internet <laughs> Charlie the human internet Clausen oh wow. <laughs> What a watershed moment. Yeah. I mean, so this is like essentially what we've done there is an elaborate demonstration of the Industrial Revolution. <laughs> so, uh, kids, a little bit of a history lesson for you there. Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm the human internet, mm. as long as you don't need to know anything of any importance or value. Yeah. The internet. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I don't ask See, any questions. Uh, someone wrote on Twitter uh, about that statement that as long as you're uh, enjoying it, you don't really care about <laughs> the logic of it. <laughs> and someone said it's a bit like listening to Tofu. <laughs> I, I did say one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life, and this is quite... Uh, yeah, it's got an element of schadenfreude about it, but I... Uh, um, schadenfreude? What? What did you say? I thought it was schadenfreude. Did oh. I say freude? I thought it was schadenfreude. 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 Whatever. It Whatever. means uh, uh, taking pleasure in other people's misfortune. Yeah, whatever it is. Um, Cuntism. <laughs> uh, there was this woman, this elderly woman, uh, who I saw on the escalators, and she went up the wrong escalators so she went up the, the down ones coming down the ones coming down but how, that's i mean what do you mean she went up them she pretty much as soon as you take a step yeah yeah well yeah but th- that's the thing that's what most of us would do right she was not going to be deterred by the fact the that they were, were going in the, in the wrong direction, direction. <laughs> <laughs> she thought obviously thought it was some sort of optical illusion or something so she started going up was she an old lady <laughs> Like old. So she's one of those people, she's probably just like, just really curmudgeonly, just like, yeah. God, these new fangled stairs, like, why not my day? They didn't move at all. Why are they moving backwards? Well, I'll show you this stairs. <laughs> and so she kept going and like, she's just not, like she got three quarters of the way up and then just like really obviously had expended. It was essentially like, you know, in Gladiators when they got in that end travelator and they were going up the travelator, you know, the, the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, to stairs, get to the end. Yeah, and then yeah. they get like up to the top and they wouldn't quite make it yeah, and they'd fall on their yeah. face and go down again. Yeah, yeah. That's what happened to her, but on an escalator, like with sharp oh. metal stairs. How many steps did she get up? Oh, she would, I wish she would have got up like 10 steps At or something. At what point, though, do you think this is fucking stupid? Like, there must be another way. Oh, I would have thought first step. Like, yeah. as soon as I get on down the bottom and then I... But was, she, was she mental? No. Well, I mean, maybe. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Who, can, who knows? Who can tell? You didn't take her for an immediate <laughs> psych assessment? <laughs> Holding I, up on an ink plot? What do yeah, you see? I, I stairs, stairs. <laughs> I, I, Only going one way. I happen to have a series of eight Orshak... Uh, what are they? Rorschach. Rorschach ink tests <laughs> in my pocket. So I went over while she was lying bleeding. <laughs> showed her Open your eyes, old lady. Now, what is this? Butterfly or a vagina? <laughs> Except your raw sharks are all very explicit, just vaginas. Every one of them. It's just, there's no argument that look like a vagina. What do you see? A vagina. It's a vagina. Interesting. 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 What do you see? Well, vagina. It's another vagina. Very interesting. You've clearly just got a, a penthouse magazine. <laughs> That's not even an ink plot. You just show me a centerfold from Hustler. You're showing me a range I don't of- think you are a doctor. Interesting. It's very interesting that you would say that. <laughs> no. Rob Schneider, on the other hand, I think just like is so... Sits around. The fucking phone rings. Waiting for... Well, because you know he put all his own money into making that prison rape comedy. Oh, uh, no, I didn't. Yeah. And how did that go? Oh, it turns out people aren't that keen to <laughs> chuckle at prison rape, which we probably should think about <laughs> because we talk about it a lot on this show. <laughs> 
for me the other day because I had a really bad cold. And they, uh, I was talking to the doctor about it, and it, it was flu, so I had to get um, antibiotics. Yeah. But he said, if it's just a cold, I said, oh, what about cold and flu tablets and stuff? And he said, there's actually no link that cold and flu tablets. He said, the, the flu just passes. Yeah. And just because when you have the flu, you take cold and flu tablets doesn't and help. you get better, that doesn't mean those two things are happening at exactly the same time. You would have got better anyway. But no one thinks... But I never thought that. I always thought cold and flu tablets were just like a painkiller. Yeah, they're like... They, yeah, they, they, they suppress, suppress the, the symptoms. symptoms. Yeah. Uh, I was in a two-class yeah. being brainwashed <laughs> by the Pharmaceutical Association. <laughs> that was... Wow, that's creepy. That was almost like Village yeah. of the Damned there. Yeah. Stephen Moffat, who did the latest season of Doctor Who. And also won Bathurst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it, it's uh, it's fucking amazing. Like the doc, well, the the Doctor Who is amazing. Yeah. The Matt Smith Doctor Who yeah. arc is like I cried at an episode of Doctor Who, um, and I wrote on Twitter like I've just cried at an episode of Doctor Who. Oh, you know, I know, hello, ladies, and. I had like hundreds of people message me with the exact episode they thought it was, which was the oh, exact yeah. episode. That's amazing. Yeah, I know. Who would have thought Twitter would have been full of nerds? <laughs> <laughs> but I love Doctor Who. Doctor Who is like probably my favourite of all. Like somebody was asking me the other day about like whether I was a Trekkie or of a Star Wars. And I think I have more love for the mythology of Doctor Who than right, I do for... Right back to the old series. Like yeah, you're definitely. Like the old series. I mean, yeah. I was into it as a kid. I don't think, I've, I, don't think I watched after... Um... Tom Baker, really. Yeah, right. There was a guy in the stripy candy suit after yep. Tom Baker. Yeah. Wasn't he? Like the Kelly pedophile Blonde. doctor. Is he? Is that, is that he was? No, but that's not, <laughs> that, if that was true, I'd watch, I'm, I'm fucking going at the whole yeah. series right now. He also had lollies in his pocket for different reasons. You want to Constantly see my, luring kids into the TARDIS. You want to see my sonic screwdriver? <laughs> I would do, I mean... That's K9, now 69. <laughs> I was such a big like Doctor Who fan when I was a kid because it had that when you were like a kid grew up in the eighties it had that perfect time slot where it was um, goodies monkey Doctor Who yeah, yeah. and it was just like the and that just before the news and like it was just always so like you know I'd leave you in a cliffhanger with Doctor Who and you get that Bow! and you're like fuck I have to do homework yeah <laughs> that was always for me the sound. <laughs> The closing credits of Doctor Who was a yeah. sound of must do homework. Must now. do my homework. But I was such a big fan. Um, I had a teddy bear that my sister bought one of a stripy Tom Baker scarf. Yeah. And I put my mum's brown floppy hat on, yeah. and um, my sister helped me paint up a, a cardboard box into a, in, into a TARDIS. So we painted it blue and turned it to a police box and stuff. So I put my teddy bear in that box and run around the house like whoa. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> my teddy bear was a Time Lord. Which is, it was probably at the time almost as impressive as the special effects they were using on the Time <laughs> Series Doctor Who. <laughs> um, I really love Doctor Who, and this the new Doctor, Matt Smith, is like well, amazing. Well, to break down some of the mythology for me. So, Doctor Who is a Time Lord, He's who, a time Lord. who regenerates. Yeah, from the planet Gallifrey. With two hearts? Four hearts. Two hearts. Two hearts. Yeah. And so, what is his job as a Time Lord? Uh... <laughs> ah, I'm a big fan. <laughs> I'm a huge fan. I don't know the basic concept. No, well, no, he doesn't have a job, doesn't he? So he's no. just a crime fighter. Yeah, I oh, do good. He's like the little hobo. He's, yeah, he's the, yeah, he is. That's exactly what he is. He's the, the eighteen, and he's the last. Like you know, by this stage, he's the last of the the um of his general of his yeah uh, of like the people of Gallifrey. Oh really? Yeah, he's like because because in the time wars, um, they got anyway that. The, the, with this mythology and this, these current ones, it's very much of those like the Daleks are dead forever. Oh, the Daleks are back. Yeah, right. Because like something's happened through time that yeah, yeah. some, you know. There's always a yeah. good loophole. Yeah, so there's a lot of that going on. But there's a really interesting thing going on in the Doctor Who universe at the moment because he's on his 11th regeneration. And in the old mythology, he was only meant to have, 
you know, had 12 times that he could regenerate. Right. But of course, obviously, this is now a really, really successful franchise. (laughs) Suddenly, like, 12? Did we say 12? I think we meant 112. (laughs) (laughs) Did we mention he got bitten by a radioactive spider and now is immortal? (laughs) So, were they smart this time and they didn't cap the regenerations with this new... They were like, you know what? Yeah. Let's just say it is whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Twelve? I don't know. How do we count, how do we many count that one-off telly movie that had Gillian Anderson in Eric, looking Eric, like in it? And Eric Eric Roberts was in it. Was it Eric Roberts? Yeah, Eric Roberts was the main bad guy. Steven Spielberg was going to produce... That That was going to be like a big feature film at some stage because Spielberg is a huge fan. Yeah. But then I think, you know, whatever reason, he moved on and then helped make, get that TV up because that was quite a big budget telly movie. Mm. Who played the Doctor in that though? It was that... Um, he was like a uh, McGee. It wasn't it the with Nile and I guy. Yeah, what's his name? McPhee, McGee, McGoo, whatever. McGoo. It was Mr. McGoo. <laughs> <laughs> it was a controversial casting, <laughs> considering he was yeah. a two-dimensional cut. Yeah. <laughs> this is a, this is an edgy reworking of the Doctor mythology. I don't say we rebooted, but this is a little too left to center. Well, I guess like you know, if you're going to buy the idea that he's a time lord who can regenerate every time he dies, the fact that at some stage he regenerates into a cartoon character is not. That much more of a leap than the fact that, you know, he's fighting robots that can't go upstairs. Yeah, exactly. You know. I mean, if you've got a time lord who's passing through dimensions, and yeah. surely one dimension is a two-dimensional cartoon universe yeah. of Hanna-Barbera cartoons, yeah. specifically. It'd just I mean. be great if sometime he just came back as like... I mean, could, yeah, could be, he could be like a dwarf or... Like, you but know, he never has. He's always come back as a quirky Englishman. Yeah. Quirkly, quirky, slightly charming, roguish In- Englishman. Yeah. Why does he always have an English accent? How come he doesn't come back as like a quaslock with yeah. 48 tentacles and... Yeah. A penis growing out of his head. Well, I, I, all the Time Lords speak English as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, they're, no, but they're, don't they, aren't they kind of like Jedi in the sense that they're sort of respected around the universe? A yeah. Time Lord is like being yeah. a marshal or something like that? Yeah. Well, that's it. Yeah, exactly. And so they yeah, mm. were able to travel the universe. And But he stole the TARDIS. All oh, right. Yeah. But I don't is know if that's ever been explained. Box? Yeah. Because it got stuck a... as a police box. Because oh. it used to be able to take whatever form. This is, I do remember this. It used to be able to take whatever form. Yeah. Uh, and then one day when he was like trying to blend in. Yeah, because it was a disguise. The yeah. police box was the disguise because he was in London. Yeah. You know, the police. Yeah. And then it got stuck on that. And so then like, you know, he lands in on, you know, in the middle of the forest. And he's <laughs> in a police box or he's in the middle of a desert. And he's a police box. And it's, you know. So, and, and the TARDIS um, is also, it's got that, like, it's small on the outside, yeah. but inside it's infinitely big. Is yeah. it infinitely big or it's just much bigger? Well, massive. Yeah. Yeah, it's massive. But, it, what, and why is that? There's something to do with dimensions or something, isn't it? Yeah. Like, because it's not of time and space. It yeah. has no, it's not limited by time and space or something like that. Yeah. I've never understood. Yeah. The logic of that. I'm not sure that there is actually uh, logic because I'm not sure that time machines actually exist. <laughs> <laughs> so... I did see... So the actual scientific explanation of how the TARDIS works may be beyond our <laughs> grasp. Ah, <laughs> uh, we made it up. <laughs> it's a police box that's bigger in the inside than it is on the outside. Oh, okay, well, that's fair enough. I still to this day, though, will describe uh, something as being TARDIS-like. Yeah. Like if I'm looking at a house to rent or whatever yeah. and I walk in, I'm like, oh, it's like the TARDIS. And I've noticed over the years, fewer and fewer people have laughed at that joke. <laughs> oh, well, it's back now. You can is make it? heaps of TARDIS references again now because really? it's, yeah. The uh, titles for the Gruen transfer, it's all in like, um, you know, stop motion. Yeah. So it took like an hour and a half to film this thing where basically I lay on the ground and they bring in all these like, you know, products and stuff for the titles. And I had to move so slowly for like an hour. And one of the things I had to do was take a Mars bar, unwrap a Mars bar and eat a Mars bar. And then my hand would go back. So that's in the opening titles. In the opening titles, it takes probably 
two seconds or three seconds for yeah. that whole action to happen. In real life, it took like half an hour. Yeah. So there was a period of time for about 15 minutes where I just had Mars bar kind of in, in my mouth and I had to chew slow, so slowly so that it didn't look like I was you know, grinding you know, off my head on ecstasy or something in the uh, opening scenes. And so this caramel and chocolate <laughs> just kind of sat in my mouth for 15 minutes. And yeah. possibly that's the reason that when you say Mars bar, I still have a slight... <laughs> I'm about to vomit re- I've got to say, in my body. That is a very first world problem. It's like, <laughs> oh, I had the hardest day at work. I had to sit still and hold chocolate and caramel nougat in my mouth for half an hour. God. I mean. <laughs> Tell us about the toughest day at your work, Will. <laughs> yeah, so you're saying you lay on the floor for an hour, did you, mate? Oh, well, boo-hoo. With, with chocolate with in chocolate, your mouth. With chocolate in your mouth. I'm While so- people put products around you so that they could show that in front of 1.5 million people every week on television and try to make you a star. Boo-hoo, mate. <laughs> Tell your story walking, you fucking dickhead. Have you ever ridden a Segway? The Segway. Well, you know, the thing that Will Arnett rides on uh, Arrested Development. No, no, I haven't. The guy who invented, or the guy who owns Segway, it may have been the guy who invented it, but certainly the boss of Segway, just died um, driving his Segway off a cliff. (laughs) Intentionally? (laughs) Um, I only heard it as I was coming here tonight. So I don't know if it was like a Segway suicide. I'm sorry, suicide is not funny. But <laughs> if you suicided on a Segway, that would be as close to being funny as suicide could be funny. Apparently, suicide is painless. Mm. Uh, if, you, if you believe the theme from MASH. Um, I get everything I know about Law & Order from the TV show Law & Order. And you get all the information you have about suicide from the theme from MASH. <laughs> I'm just typing in Segway death. Is it S-E-G-W-A-Y? Segway I guess so. Death. This is TNT Magazine. Mm. Headline, Segway death. And then colon, R mm. Segway safe question mark <laughs> so it's already they haven't buried the lead they've got me right here yeah. okay so they have a bunch of photos of they look like Danish businessmen riding segways <laughs> and the story begins segway boss James Hesselden has been killed in an accident what's his name James Hesselon James Hesselden Hesselden okay. Okay. has been killed in an accident on his segway and his body found in the river near his home the segway company owner 62 died in an accident hmm. when he plunged 80 feet from a cliff on a two-wheeled, electrically-powered Segway scooter. Is this Evil Knievel? <laughs> was he trying to do... Like, it was Homer trying to jump the, go- the Springfield Gorge on his Segway. The accident happened... He's like 62, I'll see, I'll see what shit this baby can do. I'm going to open her up. Well, it says, Hesselden is believed to have been test-driving a cross-country version of the two-wheeled motorized scooter after buying the Segway company earlier this year. Right. Right, so this is a... So he didn't, invent, he didn't invent the company. He's just bought the company. He's a guy who likes Segway so much, he's bought the Segway company, and he's gone, make me a super Segway. Okay. Kind of like when Bruce Wayne yeah, goes down to Morgan Freeman and says, dude, yeah, help me build some awesome shit yeah. so I can go ka-plunking ca- ca- or whatever it is. So he's essentially... Well, this guy's 62, so yeah. he's the 62-year-old <laughs> version of Christian Bach. Yeah. yeah. So the accident happened as he took it for a drive on the grounds of his home in Thorparch, Boston Spa, West Yorkshire. The business tycoon had built up his fortune from founding a defense company after losing his colliery job over 20 years ago. He went on to become one of the richest men in the world. Right, so he had a defense company. So he's, he's making Segways you can take to war, clearly. He's clearly bought the Segway company to turn into some sort of That's super... That's how he built his fortune. Yeah, so he's like made all his money in military and then he's gone, how can I come up with some fucking awesome fighting machines? I'll get all the soldiers on Segways going to 
that. You know what? You're probably, that's probably not too far from the truth because yeah. he said that he was riding across country. A prototype. Segway. What do you need an all-terrain Segway for other than going to war? I've got to say that would be the gayest battle in history. <laughs> like the Charge of the Light Brigade has some romance to it. The yeah. Charge of the Segways. Can you imagine? <laughs> Gentlemen, you start your Segways. You just see it on your uh, 70, like you should shoot it like Lawrence of Arabia, 70 millimeter film, just like a wide panoramic shot of a desert. You just see like dust rising from the desert and then you hear this as like a wall of soldiers come riding towards you. I would I would like and to And then moan down with a Gatling gun. I would like to think in Terminator 3 one of the Terminators would turn into a Segway <laughs> so Shia LaBeouf could jump on the back to escape from something. You mean Transformers. What did I say? Terminator. Oh, yeah, that's what I did. You're going to get thrown out of geek school for that. Totally, too. man. I'm a bit drunk. Uh, so... <laughs> Yeah, so the Segway dude died. Yeah, testing his new Super Segway. Yeah. That's a funny death. Like, I mean, I you know I know that's not fun. It wasn't, su- well, wasn't suicide. Uh, okay, so I, I, what I've printed out from the internet, because we were talking the, uh, the other day, and I just heard the news, overheard the news on the way here, that the uh, inventor, well, not the inventor, the owner of uh, the Segway company yeah. had died in a Segway-related accident. Segways are those little trolleys you ride, like motor- uh, motorised, upright, scooting vehicle. <laughs> it's for people who have the capacity to walk but are too lazy. Yes. But don't want a car or a motorbike or any of the various methods of... Like, essentially, it's for the sort of people who drive those electronic buggies around, but, like, you know, probably... Like golf carts, you know. Yeah, the golf cart ones that you drive down the street, yeah. but they're upright. Well, I think I think that's where they use them mainly is, like, areas which are big, big enough you need to get around in a vehicle, yeah. but not so big. So, like, studios, golf courses would make sense that you have one of them. Yeah. Because they're small, like, battery-powered. That's their main use. You don't see many in the city, do you? No. Well, you don't see many anywhere. They haven't really caught on, the Segway. No. Even though they're quite a... You see promotional people down Circular Quay or... They're big for Bird promo Street. people. Yeah. Because <laughs> people still think they're a novelty. They're like, look at that guy on that thing. Yeah. So you, you pay attention to what they're doing. Well, I found a list of people who have actually died at the hands of their own inventions. Ah. So I haven't really Prometheus looked... <laughs> Is that Prometheus? No What's the one with the Frankenstein myth? Is it Prometheus? Where you create the thing That eventually kills you Yeah well, What's, I that? Guess... What's that? Is that Prometheus? I don't know I don't know uh, So I haven't looked ahead But I will uh, run you through What Wikipedia considers to be The top five deaths of people Who've been killed By their own God product. love Wikipedia <laughs> that, That's even a page <laughs> All right, All right. Hit, hit me. Number one. Now, this is somebody who you will have heard of. In fact, because I've just quickly, briefly looked through the list now, and it's, he's the only one I've heard of, I might go from five back to one. Okay. And finish with the one that we've heard of. So, what, why are they, what are they ranked on? Don't know. Okay, so it's just, it's just five notable ones. Yeah, I really only just stumbled on this when I was looking up information on the Segway dude. Okay. And then underneath, it had a link to other people who've been it's, killed by their own inventions. not very sensitive to put a link like that. A guy has just died, <laughs> and it's like, you think, that was weird. Check out these fucking dickheads. <laughs> Members of his family looking it up for like, all right. <laughs> Don't feel so bad. Yeah. That wasn't such an idiot. All right. Number five, William Bullock. In 1863, Bullock earned much praise for revolutionizing the printing industry. Oh, ah. okay. With the fast and efficient rotary printing press. Okay. Okay. Sadly, only four years later, the inventor would die as doctors attempted to amputate Bullock's infected foot that was crushed while trying to kick a pulley into place (laughs) (laughs) on a new machine he was installing. Literally stop the presses. That's what he's done. It's like a rebooted, like an antique version of Terminator 3 Rise of the Machines. (laughs) Yeah, that printing press from then on became... Sentient. Yeah, half half man, half printing press. (laughs) 
Uh, All right, so William Bullock at number five. All right. Number four, a guy called William Nelson. Oh, no, it seems oh, to be mostly by folks called William. You haven't invented anything. You're okay. No, this is fine. William Nelson, the general electric employee, was only 24 years old when in 1903 he died riding his own motorized bicycle innovation. So he, he's basically what he's done is he's come up with some sort of... Motorized bike. Yeah, so a motorbike. What year was it? In 1903. Okay. Yeah, so he's invented a motorbike in 1903. And then he's uh, died riding. <laughs> Obviously, hadn't invented brakes or helmets. So uh, number three, he was probably the, he was also coincidentally the first guy to trample a wheelie. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's the only reason he he's attached the motor it. to his bike is he knew that if he could pull a wheelie in in front of a bunch of girls, mm. probably going to increase, increase his chances of having sex. Yeah, no, he's he's invented the motorbike, and then on the second day, he's tried to jump it over eighteen buses. <laughs> <laughs> Seemed a little extreme. At number three, Michael Dacre. I don't know if it's Dacre or Dakar or D-A-C-R-E. The British pilot met his unfortunate demise in 2009. Oh, wow. Oh, here we go. While test running a flying taxi prototype oh. that he designed with the hope of revolutionising short distance air travel. Oh. See, that guy should be like considered a martyr. Yeah. We've been complaining about we don't have flying cars yet. Where are our flying taxis? And this motherfucker yeah. gave his life for the dream. Yeah, I mean, that's... or you could look at it as being a warning not to trifle with nature. Yeah, that's right. All right, the flying taxi dude. It comes in number three. Number two, Franz Reichelt, a tailor by trade. Austrian Franz Reichelt. Sorry, what year? No year. Okay. A tailor by trade. Austrian Franz Reichelt was known for designing unusual garments. I'm guessing it was pre, <laughs> like 1940, because that sentence would not fit now. If you, if you knew any tailors who designed, oh no, unusual garments. Unusual well, if you heard it these days, if like if this had happened yesterday, known for designing unusual garments, you'd assume it was some sort of like sex swing. Yeah. Or like, you know what I mean? Or like, Lady Gaga's yeah. personal stylist. Yeah, he's the guy who came up with the meat dress. Yeah. One such article was a hybrid overcoat parachute. Oh! This is brilliant already. Where do you get them? I want one of those. <laughs> That is brilliant. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. Okay. So obviously he's just going, you know what I mean? I need an overcoat that I can... Like, it's like Batman. Yeah, totally. Essentially he's looked at Batman and gone... Who hasn't been at the top of the building yeah. and, it, and you're there and it's cold, yeah. middle of winter, you get your overcoat on yeah. and you're like, I can't be bothered taking the elevator downstairs if I could just leap off the edge yeah. of the building and had a parachute. Yeah. That's his light bulb moment. Well, Franz, Franz has looked at that and thought, this is a great idea. Or saw an episode of Inspector Gadget. Yeah. <laughs> with the button that he pulls and, you know. Bloop. All right. So one such article was a hybrid overcoat parachute that Reichelt claimed would allow the wearer to glide from high elevations safely to the ground. Okay. Claim... <laughs> Claimed is an important part of that sentence. I believe, considering the subject matter we are discussing, that claimed will be an important part of this sentence. To demonstrate his innovation... Oh, oh God. I wish I knew what year this was. Because if it was in the last, like, 20, there's a good chance we could get it on YouTube. Because yeah. I would love to see this demonstration. Uh, it, it was like that classic, you know, Bill Hicks joke about the guy who, you know, died um, taking acid because he thought he was going to fly. Yeah. And the whole you know, thing is, if you think you can fly and you're on acid, Start on the ground. <laughs> there's, no, there's no reason to start up high. Yeah. It's a good point. So Franz has felt the need to demonstrate his innovation. Reichelt planned... Oh, okay. Hang on. Now, this makes more sense. Reichelt planned to dress a dummy in the garment okay. and toss it off the deck of the Eiffel Tower. So... The guy who wants to invent the overcoat with the parachute mm. isn't completely insane. No, obviously. No, he's not just some guy who's like walking down the street combining two objects <laughs> into inventions. <laughs> and up next, my cake car. <laughs> this is my toaster pants. 
Uh, no, no, he's, he's not a complete idiot. Turns out he's going to get a dummy and toss it off the deck of the Eiffel Tower in his overcoat. Okay. His parachute overcoat. Bryce Shout met his untimely death, however, when at the last moment he changed his plans. Oh, you fucking idiot. Like, I'm not letting the dummy take all this glory at the last moment. If, this were, if they make a biopic about this guy, mm. that's the moment in the cinema where you're on your feet going, Don't do it! <laughs> don't do it! Don't do it! Don't let the dummy go first. Yeah, seriously. Then you have a second crack, France. Especially if you've invited people. Like, I mean, test it with yourself when there's no one around. But don't, like, on the big demonstration, invite people. Like, that's just, it's stupid. But also, isn't that just like that? When you try it bit by bit, like, if you're trying to test something that can fly, like, you'd first test it off something that even if you fell... It wouldn't hurt. ...wasn't that big a deal. Yeah. And then you would move up. But I guess you need an... Or you'll just jump on the mattresses. Like, can't he have mattresses underneath where he's about to jump off? Like, why does it have to be like an all or nothing demonstration? It doesn't have to be. I don't think. Well, let's read on. Well, let's read on. <laughs> okay. Uh, Rochelle met his untimely death, however. At the last moment, he changed his plans. Jumping from the observation deck, wearing the garment himself, and ultimately dying upon impact. <laughs> So it doesn't make any he's sense. He's climbed up to the top of the Eiffel Tower to the observation deck with his dummy. The, top, the whole way with his the dummy in his own... Eiffel Tower. Yeah. Like, think smaller. You don't have to go up to the top of the Eiffel Tower. For one thing, yeah. it's in the middle of Paris, yeah. so there's a lot of people around. It's really famous. And it's really tall. Yeah. Jump out of a tree. Yeah, seriously. Then off the roof of a building and then work your way up. It's much like... And I, no, it's nothing like... But I always am amazed by those people I see like on the news and they've got like a Barbie doll in their ass or something. And I'm like... That's never on the news. Do you, well, well, you hear those stories. Yeah, you hear those stories. Yeah. Yeah. Although I would like to see like Peter Hitchner opening yeah. up with that. Mal Walden. And what, and what graphic they use in the background. <laughs> now to a special report from Laurie Oaks. <laughs> I always think, do you go with the Barbie doll first or have you Tried, yeah, built your way up to it? Yeah. Because I can't imagine that if I was going to stick like a foreign object up my ass, I'd start with something small and build my out. way up. You know what I mean? Like, I think so. And much like jumping off a building, if I was going to jump off something, I would like build my way but up. we don't know that he hasn't. Like, I mean, this oh, is right. a thing. Like, it may have worked on lower heights. Yeah. And then maybe his manager, his agent, right. pushed him into saying, well, look, dude, if you're going to yeah. sort of get a lot of press around All this, the press is here. It's got to be something big. Like, you can't you be jumping want, off the you, roof of your house. You don't want the dummies getting the endorsement contract. Exactly. <laughs> that dummy's going to be a hero. But it is amazing that he didn't just do one test run with a dummy. I know. You just or send maybe the dummy would, Or at least someone you don't like. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Isn't that what a PA is for? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Finally, number one in number one place, Jack Daniel. Yes, the Jack Daniel, founder of the Jack Daniels Tennessee Whiskey Distillery. Oh, not the midfielder who played for St Kilda and Sydney in the 90s. <laughs> no. Red-headed guy, couldn't kick. No. No, I don't. <laughs> Ironically, he was kicked to death. <laughs> no, the Lynchburg, Tennessee native, died in his hometown in 1911 from a blood poisoning infection that allegedly originated in the big toe of the foot he used to angrily kick a safe early one morning when he could not recall the combination. Another kicking incident. Yeah, because who else? The oh, that's right. Guy, uh, William Bu- Bullock, who ah. invented the printer. He kicked that. Do you not kick inanimate objects? Let's not kick things. moral of the story. Don't kick things. Obviously. So kicking things doesn't make them work better. Unless you're Fonzie. Yeah, unless you're, <laughs> unless you're Fonzie. Kicking things does not make them work better. So Jack Daniels, or Jack Daniel, has 
kicked the safe because he can't remember the combination. Yeah. What's the reason he can't remember the combination? Drunk. He's too drunk on Jack Daniels. Is that what, is that, yes. are they right? Correct. How do they know he's too drunk on Jack Daniels? I guess they do like an autopsy and he's full of Jack Daniels. <laughs> like they cut him open and just like turban <laughs> comes flying out of his body. Yeah. And, like and, they cut an artery. Yeah. And they just go, ooh, Jack lives here. <laughs> Ironically not anymore. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, five people have been killed by their own inventions. All right, uh, let's wind it up. Find us on Facebook, find us on Twitter. And um, uh, there's Tofop quotes on oh, Twitter. Yeah. I love that page. That's great. I um, I sent a message to the... Have you read some that you don't remember saying? Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm really enjoying it. It's a bit like yeah. having like a... a um, uh, Alzheimer's. Mm. Like it's like, well, it's like <laughs> Alzheimer's. I love that you forgot what Alzheimer's. Like, ironically, you could not remember the word for Alzheimer's. <laughs> What's the name of that thing? We can't remember what words are. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. <laughs>